Hello, welcome to uh, uh, Voices. This is the sixth episode, and I have um, LaRue uh, as my guest today. Uh, very excited to have LaRue on as my guest, and I'm going to uh, start by asking LaRue to describe herself in detail as if she was a cartoon character so that you could visualize who LaRue is. All right, well, I would have to say that I am a combination of... Linda Belcher from Bob's Burgers, Daria Morgendorfer from Daria, and Helga Pataki from Hey Arnold. Uh, Those characters all very much resonate with me. And I do wear glasses. I am a brunette who wears glasses. So think of me as like a Daria-Linda hybrid visually. But I got some of that Helga Pataki uh, spunkiness and simmering anger. <laughs> <laughs> yes, so uh, that's that's great. Um, can you tell us how long you've uh, been um, karaoke? So I've been singing, I don't know, as long as I could talk. There's this story that my mom likes to tell of me being three and just belting at the top of my lungs in the middle of a Kroger that I'm an aardvark and I'm proud. <laughs> and my mom was a bit of a young mom she had me when she was 25 and my mom was just like that's my daughter and she's proud to be an aardvark what (laughs) so I was never uh I was never silenced (laughs) as a kid but doing karaoke on a regular basis when I first moved to DC I was like I need to make friends and I um, met this woman who was telling me about a competitive league in the city, and I was like, ah, this sounds like fun. Is that okay to say? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and I joined, and I uh, did a number of rounds in that league, and that's how I met you, Tom. <laughs> we were we were on a le- we were on a team in that league for several rounds. And yeah, but what really drew me to to the league in particular was that it wasn't about the quality of your voice so much. It was about the performance and everything. Because I'm not, you know, I did chorus and I did musical theater and everything, but I was never a strong singer. I was always more of a strong performer. I could emote. And in that league, I am proud to say that I have the losingest record of anyone. No. <laughs> Thomas, how many solos have you won in your in your league career? I think I I've done more. I've done a lot of combined seasons, so it's hard to hard to like hard to actually just, evaluate. Just how many? Just. I think I might be at around ten, but like, but that. That's with like nine seasons, though. No. So I mean, like, yeah, that's with like nine seasons, and uh, I've, I don't think I've ever won on Wednesday. So like, I've tied on Wednesday. So like, that's definitely like, uh, it's it's hard. No, I also did ten seasons. <laughs> I have won precisely two solos. So you get two solos a season in this league that we are referring to. And so nine, that's 18, one, two. I have, 
like Thomas here is just like, I don't know, I've lost count. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just like, that must be nice. <laughs> I try to have a forgetful memory. Uh, not not really, like, uh, because the performances weren't, weren't good. Uh, it was just, uh, I try not to think about it too much. The good ones I obviously think about, but uh, at the same time, it was, um, there's times that you uh, pick songs that have a 30-second instrumental. It, uh, especially in the beginning, you just don't know really what to do with it, and it's not, it's not, uh, and then there's contextual, uh, contextual things. Like, for example, not everybody seems to know Futurama as well as I would like them to, for example. Uh, the same, same deal with, uh, with uh, Good Burger. I don't think everybody knows Good Burger as well. We never did that number. I know. And it's one of the great regrets of my life. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah. had this idea to do a performance piece, because that's what our, yeah. our team, we were known for performance pieces, <laughs> I feel, more than anything yeah. else. But I wanted to do Hey Jude, but it would be Hey Dude, and we would all have like the Kel Mitchell braids and the white hats and... I don't know. It's just stupid and fun. But most of my ideas are good for like three, like 30 seconds, not a full three minutes. At the same time, though, the team wouldn't have been nearly as great without you because you brought a sense of, um, of performance, especially in the group round that a lot of us, well, especially when I, that first season that I was there with you, I didn't really have any idea on how a group performance actually worked. So that was really, um, was always a very awesome strength. And your performances were great anyway. The the Rick and Morty one was great. That tie. was, that was, <laughs> yes, it was a tie, but it was awesome. It was just, just so great. And uh, your Poison Ivy, that was awesome. Tie. <laughs> Oh, ties are hard, but seriously, like you're you're amazing no matter how you look at it. <laughs> and uh, my favorite moment of yours was uh, when you played Zoolander for our <laughs> our Beat It number. So the song Beat It is actually the dance off song for Zoolander. If you're not not familiar, so it's one of those things where I would say. Um, yeah, it's it's one of these, like, I, so I thought up of, I think uh, I really wanted to do Zoolander again. Like, I'm a huge Zoolander fan to begin with. I was like, this song would rule. And I tell uh, Susie and the rest of the team about it, and Susie, like, embraces it. She buys these white leopard, like, leopard oh. print, print <laughs> shoes that were these heels, and she's doing the full moves, which is crazy. Uh, in a moment of full disclosure, I had bought those shoes because they are platform six-inch heels, and they're like, they're not even really animal print. It's more like graphic static. They're maybe kind of zebra, but anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, but they're, just, they're very big, and I got those because they were $7 at Buffalo Exchange, and I was like, yes. And they're my size. Holy fuck, some drag queen is missing out. But I got here first. 
And then I was also in these like very, very shiny red pants that I had gotten for a David Bowie number. It's fun going through my wardrobe as I'm moving and seeing just like, why do I own this? Oh, yeah. (laughs) And then it's just like, uh, do I call it? Nah. These are some good memories. Like, they could just, like, stay forgotten in a drawer and then I could pull them back. It's like my uh, varsity letter. It's just like, yes, I'll keep these Bowie pants. (laughs) I'll keep this Morty, this Rick and Morty wig. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, I think that's the main thing that attracts me so much to karaoke is the creative outlet and the performative outlet that it allows people. I've been thinking about this a lot because it's the World Cup at the time of recording and I've been watching all the games and I'm like, man, there's like, there's like this shared catharsis here in participating in something together, even as a spectator. And you know, when I was invited as a guest, I did a bunch of research because I'm a little cuckoo bananas. I do not like being unprepared. <laughs> um, I did a bunch of research on these articles about the psychological impacts of communal singing. And there's something about, you know, taking a breath in together, and sports allow you to, like, you know, you're watching it and there's almost a thing and you groan and you gasp and whatever. And that, uh, that literally changes the rhythm of your heartbeat ever so slightly. Doing it together, they get synchronized. And singing does that. And I think, you know, that's why we're good friends because we've sung together a lot. That's why um, most of my friends, if not through work, I have met through karaoke. And I think it is part of singing being this bonding thing, this thing that just makes you as an individual feel happy because you are taking in, because singing requires breath support. So you're taking in oxygen and then you're like fully exhaling all the carbon dioxide. So it just, it makes you happy. It's like exercise, it releases endorphins. Endorphins (laughs) make you happy. And happy people just don't kill their husbands. It just got dark, <laughs> but it's okay. Legally Blonde quote. Oh, so you're probably going to... I actually have not seen Legally Blonde, what? which is, like, bad. Yeah. I probably need to go see it. Yeah, I need you to do. go see you it. Also- yes, you need to see Legally Blonde, and you also need an audio jack splitter and a second lapel mic yeah. to do this. Not to criticize. <laughs> it's quite okay. I mean, uh, this is only the fifth episode I've been hosting, so it's, it's uh, we're going, going through some phases here and getting better at this. Yes, that was uh, quite a to-do when I heard that this was episode six, and I was like, Thomas, <laughs> I didn't even make your top five. I am wounded. <laughs> wounded, I say. He's like, well, this is the fifth one I've done, because Kenny hosted the first episode, and I was like, I'm mollified, Okay. Fine, I'll do it. I'll come out of my dressing room. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's, uh, I think it's, it's getting better and we're, uh, and still the, the content has been really a lot of fun and it's, just, it's been a lot of fun doing this because uh, we, I learned a lot about, uh, learned a lot about Brittany that I didn't know before, which was very interesting. I was like, oh, 
that's cool. <laughs> uh, so I think I might, I might know the answer, but um, I'm still going to ask it anyway. So what is your go-to song? My go-to karaoke song um, is either If I Could Turn Back Time by Cher okay. or some song that I'm the only person apparently in the world that loves. Oh. <laughs> because that is... I swear, it's just, every time I see it, it's like one other person. <laughs> but they really are just like, yes, I haven't heard this song in so long. Like, let me come up and grab a second mic. And I'm like, you come up here and you sing this song with me. Let's sing along. Let's bond. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm, my song choices, ex with the exception of Cher and some pop punk pieces, uh, no one knows about. Whoa. It's just like. I understand these maybe aren't mainstream bangers, but these are my heart songs. <laughs> I think every time we hear Poison, Britney just like, it's LaRusso! <laughs> That's literally the words that come out of her mouth. It's hilarious. <laughs> See, that's funny because she's just like, your version of Hey Jealousy is better than the original. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey Jealousy is good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's like 90s kind of like rocker dudes, 70s uh, female singer songwriters. Yeah. I'm talking your Carol Kings. Shit. I can't believe I'm blanking on her name. Carpenter. Oh, uh, yeah. The Carpenters. Yeah. The Carpenters. But I'm, yeah. I'm blanking on her first name. And I can't. Karen. Oh, my shit. <laughs> Edit that out. <laughs> oh. Uh, no, that's fine. You can keep it. <laughs> I'm comfortable with my ignorance. Um. You also love Prince. <laughs> I know you're a huge Prince fan. Okay. Uh, love is maybe too little of a word. <laughs> Possibly. I actually was just scrolling through my Twitter earlier, yeah. and I saw a tweet from, like I don't know, 2016. I don't tweet that often, so it's not like I was scrolling for hours, but I saw this tweet I made that was just like, I had a dream that Prince and I had to go undercover and fix a boxing match and save a secret pizza recipe. And I was like, I remember that stream now, and it was so awesome, and I was like, it made me sad. I've had several dreams where Prince and I are like wacky uh, buddy cops, and it's fabulous. It's always fabulous. Uh, yes, I love Prince. I can't sing Prince. I also love Michael Jackson. Can't sing Michael Jackson. They're not in my vocal range. I can do a pretty good Gay, Marvin Gay, and I can do a pretty good Al Green, Let's Stay Together. Yeah. Because they're a bit more in my nat I'm like an alto, so I can do rock songs and I can do punk songs. But when it comes to ballads, it's like Marvin Gaye, Al Green, and like even then some of those notes are maybe too high for me in my register, so I have to go down yeah. instead of up and yeah. just a bunch of technical nonsense. Yeah. And I, as Susie knows, I, I uh, don't, I don't look at the rules. <laughs> I just kind of do whatever the hell I want to do. <laughs> okay, so what I was looking at, Tom, you absolutely should be the person hosting a karaoke podcast because no one loves karaoke more than Thomas Lamb loves karaoke. Absolutely no one. And it is this 
catharsis from performing. Like, you... Well, one, I don't know if Tom... Have you ever sang on this podcast? Do the um, listeners... No. Are the listeners aware? I mean, you do, have, you do have to kind of see it live. You do. Uh, wouldn't do it justice. I'm not going to make you. Also, you're the host, so... <laughs> Well, I'm, I mean, I, I'm not, not quite in the in the zone yet. But I, I have actually thought about, uh, you know, how, how Professor Rex and Ken, such Kenny, um, has a, he records all his his songs. Right. And I've been actually thinking about audio recording. But the only problem I just realized that audio recording I'll actually be only acapelling because. The, the actual track won't make it into the mic. It will be only my voice. <laughs> so it would be like the inverse of karaoke, where it's only the lead vocals and nothing else. Ex- except for, which would be hilarious, but except for when, as inevitably happens with me, you're aggressively trying to sing both the lead vocals and the background vocals at the same time. I'm sorry. Who needs the pips? I'm the pips. I'm also Gladys Knight. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I, I'm glad that somebody else like feels the same way about this. And I know I get myself into, uh, um, well, this, uh, I would say as much as I have fun with it, I definitely know there's, I try to push the envelope and uh, there's times that I know that it, it's a dream. So one of the songs I try to do, which is total insane, is um, All I Ask of You, Both Parts, <laughs> which is in, you know, and I sing, I can sing pretty, <laughs> I'm going to try to re-record that because uh, I didn't have the mic in hand, <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> And that's, that's kind of what you need to know about a Thomas Lamb show, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, but no, back to my original point, I think, like, you in person are, are just, like, this very nice, uh, cheery, bubbly guy. I don't know. You're one of those people, like, I'm around you, I'm happy. Because you're happy. Like, you're just happy. I don't, how do you do it? Tell me that. We're going to change the tone of this podcast entirely. <laughs> Give me your secret to eternal joy. Is it just like stuffing the sadness real, real hard down? Sincerely, I think that uh, there are times, so a lot of the, the high energy that I do, probably what's, what you feel re- resonate is, is uh, I try go through most of my day in a uh, in a I in a conservation mode <laughs> it's con- conserving my energy where I I uh I'm still pretty uh casual uh by day uh still doesn't mean that I'm I'm off <laughs> I'm taking things in uh at my own pace and thinking about them and uh which is crazy enough if I get uh, excited, I still speak really, really fast, which uh, is sometimes bad. <laughs> sometimes bad, but 
I kind of just most of the day I do I do have my moments where I do feel tired. I do I do get tired and and it's usually a conservation of energy up until uh, I get to sing karaoke. Um, and then it's uh, when I get the mic. It's like well the show the show has to happen now. <laughs> Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, like as someone who I always like, ah, what a bright light, you're just blinding on stage. It is turned up to 12. Forget 11. 11 is not even a thought. We're going all the way to 15 on this one. Um, but uh, it, it really is something that you have to see in person because your, your joy in doing it and your love in doing it, like... It's like, because there are some songs where your style doesn't, it's not a match. Yeah. And that's fine. But you're always having so much fun that I'm having fun <laughs> watching this. Like, yeah. it, it draws it, it, it. Like, there's this uh, charisma beyond the vocal point of it. And your mother, holy crap. Mother from, yeah, yeah, by yeah, the Misfits. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, sorry, not you. <laughs> not <laughs> oh my god, sorry. <laughs> His eyes got so big. <laughs> that brow got so furrowed. <laughs> it's a weird thing to combine, like the big eyes and the furrowed brow. <laughs> it's like, where's this going? <laughs> <laughs> no, but Tom's mother by the Misfits, his performance of that, I, I don't it, like it's electric, and you're like the the way because you do a very stylized thing yeah. with your voice, and I'm a sucker for that. I love distinct singers. I love a singer where it just like. Doesn't matter if you're fronting this band, this band, this band. Like, I know this voice. Your voice is your own stylized yeah. instrument. And you have one of those. You're not one of these mockingbird singers <laughs> that can just mimic everybody. Yeah. Hacks. <laughs> That's a joke. Sort of. Hacks. Anyway. Um, sorry, I'm still, like, kind of hung up on the your mom joke. <laughs> Right. No, back to my original point. But I think that's what is so fun about karaoke. And I feel like that's also what draws people into karaoke. Like, so long as you're having fun and you're getting out what you need to get out, even if, and again, I'm not saying this of you, but even if you're caterwauling, like, you know, where it sounds like you're a cat in heat or nails on a chalkboard or just like nasally mumble mumble nonsense. Um, but you're just feeling it. You're feeling the song. You're feeling the moment. I'm in. <laughs> it doesn't need to sound great. Most people aren't great singers. I'm not a great singer. I think I'm like, I'm like a B, you know, I'm a, I'm a New York D plus, but <laughs> I, think you're, I think you're being really harsh on yourself. 
<laughs> but I know that my register, uh, I do listen to my own own voice at times, and it does come off much higher than I ever expected to. And I think that's why my sister actually likes the um, when I sing like lower, like uh, Elvis and stuff of that nature, because it I don't really have to strain to get to a lot of the mm -hmm. the uh, I mean. I did, it's not straining for me. I mean, uh, I just find the energy from somewhere, you know, uh, it's how I feel. Uh, Emotion-wise, it's, it's how I feel about the song. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm outputting whatever. <laughs> and it's, um, it's how I interpret the song, and that's how I'm going to do it. But, yeah, lower, the lower register is usually, usually easier, but I'm also not just going to sing all those lower um, register songs because... I enjoy the other songs just as much, and I'm not going to stop singing. No, but that's what's, yeah. that's what's great about karaoke. Like, and I've, I don't know, I've, I admire the, this bravery. I'm just going to come out and say it. This, <laughs> this bravery, because I kind of, you know, earlier I was just saying, you know, well, I kind of like go towards more like this style because it's, like, it's more of like a natural yeah. fit with my with my vocal quality, with my vocal ability, like blah, 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 blah. Um, but then you got people and just like, nah, this is the song that I need to sing tonight. This is what's <laughs> in my heart. And that's you. Um, I will, and again, you do this like very stylized thing. And I, I think after I'd known you for a while, I was like, you need to do Rush. That's what you need to do. <laughs> I figured it out. Like, the, this should be like your go-to to like. I have done Rush once, uh, closer to the heart. Uh, the time that <laughs> I was just about to bring this up as an example of how awesome you are, and how you know you're just like so positive and upbeat. We had a flaky, flaky teammate one season, and like last second. Uh, the co-captain and I had confirmed with her, like, you're coming, right? Because you need to perform tonight. And she was just like, yeah, I'll be there. And then it, it's damn near that time. And we're just like, fuck, we need a volunteer. <laughs> Thomas? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure. What's wrong? And I was like, too closer to the heart. <laughs> because you're great at it. And you were. You were great. Um... Another thing um, that's fun, especially karaoke in a group setting and chorale singing or like Lee singing or whatever, it's also finding moments where someone else should take over. Like, I can't hit notes that Britney can hit. Yeah. Also, for context, Tom, Britney, this mysterious figure, Ashley, who I'm sure will be on the podcast eventually, <laughs> uh, and I, we were all on the same team together. <laughs> <laughs> called the sass pistols you're welcome pew 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 yes the sass pistols pew 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 sorry I'm so used to just saying the sass pistols and everyone else going pew 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 I'm never the person like saying the sass pistols and then going pew 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 and all the same you know it's just it's not how it's done frankly <laughs> um, but bring like, you can play on each other's strengths and everything. Our white snake, here I go again, <laughs> is a prime example. Because one, Tom lives on stage. He's always down for, uh, he's always down for a bit. And so 
for people familiar with the song, which I'm assuming is everyone from America, at least, uh, there's the, you know, before it goes into the guitar solo, it's like, here I go again, here I go again, here I go. Like, yeah, no, I can't hit that note, but Tom can. <laughs> and so how we did it was, because I was seeing lead for that group number, um, I stepped away, and Tom comes up and goes, here I go. Yeah. <laughs> Again, only much, much better because I can't hit that note, but Tom can. And then he had this like inflatable guitar. And so then he does the, he comes in like as a guest spot almost. <laughs> it's the Sass Pistols special feature, Tom Lamb. Uh, and hits the note and then he takes it away and it was just like such a surprise moment for the people because you were just kind of in the background before and then it's just like you and Karen, another person on our team, oh not God. to be confused with Karen Carpenter, but uh, oh. I won't reveal her last name, yeah. but uh, Karen on our team, my dream, my dream since joining that league yeah. was to do Whitesnake, Here I Go Again, and someone is Tawny Katan. Oh my god. <laughs> in that video. And our teammate Karen <laughs> fucking tore up her wedding dress. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. To make a dead replica. Like so good. I have some pictures on my phone. I <laughs> um if you like just make her face an emoji. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe like the winky kissy one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be comfortable sharing them for those purposes. But, and she was just living. So for like 30 seconds during that guitar solo, it's like Tom and Karen just like crawling around each other. <laughs> and I swear, when we like after that night, I was just like, guys. I have been dreaming about this for like seven seasons. Thank you so much. I'm so happy. I can't believe it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And then we, it kind of became like our signature number and we did it like two more times, at least once more. Once more. Yeah. yeah. We did it once more and I was just like, it's still just this good. Oh my God. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, so I don't know if you um, remember this, but G Day actually came up to like us afterwards and was like, "It's like that was absolutely one of the most amazing things I've ever seen." So G Day is actually in a rock band, which is hilarious. But just the whole performance aspect of it, like Karen is going <laughs> yeah. yeah, we got Karen as fucking Tom. Tawny Katan, we got Tom hitting that note and do like, and you're also in big hair at the time as well. And I'm fronting tonight, and I literally, because they do it in the music video, I pick up that mic stand and I hump it. Because <laughs> this is this is some uh, video vixen realness here. Yeah, it's uh, it was just so much fun and. Being on a team of you guys was was an awesome experience because there was a lot of songs that uh, 
wouldn't have been my first choice, but but it was just it was I knew the song and I was like, yeah, that's a great song. And in the way that we broke down the 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 song parts, by the time we got to that night, we were like, oh, this is gonna work perfectly. And that's something that I think uh well Within that, the first season was good. The second season was, we had some drama. We'll leave it at that. And then the no, you have like <laughs> yes, 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 yes. We had a flaky teammate, but uh, did you the- just censor me? <laughs> <laughs> did you just censor me? <laughs> We had a flaky ass teammate who caused some drama and she left the team and some other guy, this was that poor dude. This was his first uh, experience with that league. And again, like I met Tom through that league. I met Brittany. I met Ashley. Like I met some of my good ass Judy's from that league. Um. So this poor guy, this is his first round with that league. And you know you're a certain type of person to, like, even join a karaoke league in the first place. You're already attracting a certain sort of individual. Because it's, uh, I don't know if this is going to translate outside of D.C., but it's the Frisbee for the indoor kids. It's the the ultimate Frisbee for the kids who are in theater or debate <laughs> like that that's that's the equivalent of what this league is and i think that's important yeah because otherwise how are you gonna get these fucking nerds to talk to each other oh. <laughs> <laughs> well that brings us to a good point because i think that there's a lot of things that uh i would consider myself a nerd um and uh, prior to doing karaoke um it definitely was was very very not as outgoing and and a lot more more uptight about things i think that it's one of those things where where uh it's one of those creative outlets that that i think that everybody has creative outlets and all, all of us should try to explore creative outlets because it's uh, it's amazing what you can do. I don't think that a lot of people uh, are taught to value it. Yeah, and this is sort of what I've been thinking about in relation to watching the World Cup is I don't think that, yes, while objectively there are creative outlets out there um, or emotional outlets and access points, I don't think that there are necessarily enough um, socially, quote-unquote, socially acceptable avenues for uh, accessing that, and especially uh, for men, I feel. Like, you guys have a lot of the burden. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but was not our karaoke league mostly women? Actually never counted. Tom is so pure of heart. (laughs) No, but I feel like it's like singing, the arts in general, it's you either have to be real good at it to be accepted as a fellow 
and especially like as a straight fellow because otherwise like shouldn't you be doing something else <laughs> i i know that yeah that's i'm saying that's how i feel like there's a lot of unspoken societal pressure that gives me and i'm not the one experiencing that pressure but this is just what i've been observing and i'm just like this is why singing is important this is why maybe watching sports together is important because it gives because sometimes you just need to scream <laughs> yeah and you need that to be a proxy for whatever else is happening because maybe you can't articulate you don't have the time you don't have the resources frankly to like sit and articulate a feeling that needs to be processed and singing's a great way to do that and it's you know like comedians they'll talk about like well I've built up the clown and it's the clown that is taking the punches and not me like there's like that dissonance there and so you're singing someone else's song this isn't your song you're just singing it and you're performing it you get to put on that drag as it were for you know three minutes yeah and I think that that is important and I think that's why karaoke is so popular. Yeah, definitely uh, on on the the character part of it, uh, just is a uh, kind of you get you get a a good three to five minutes. It's good to not have really extremely long songs, but there are there are exceptions. <laughs> there are exceptions, but. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about my dream song? No. My my other dream number after White Snake was to do Freebird. Oh my god. <laughs> the full oh. thing. And during that guitar solo, I am just flipping the bird. <laughs> the entire time I'm just sitting on stage just like, yeah, we're all in this together. <laughs> just like for this entire eight minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That was always my dream. <laughs> like, if we were never not in the heat to make it to that uh, next round in that karaoke league, yeah. I was like, let's just fucking do that. Because it hasn't been retired. So I, I pitched that idea to both Ashley and Brittany, and they both said no. <laughs> Why am I not surprised? <laughs> Again, this is the Helga Pataki low submarine anger <laughs> coming to the surface. I'm like nine year old Suze is coming out, <laughs> just be like, burn it down. Yeah. Vocally, it was so much fun being part of that group because everybody fit. Everybody knew their like, remember the lines, read the document, came on and knew their parts, and it's it came together very easily. And I think that sometimes I took it for granted uh I've been I've had fun on every team that I have ever been on but it was easy easy to the point where being your first team you you kind of just expect that it would just happen and it definitely does not just happen I know this is why I don't take anyone's virginity anymore <laughs> Oh my god, you should see his blush right now, guys. Uh, 
so <laughs> so all teams have have a uh, have different strengths and it's SAS pistols were definitely a lot of fun and it you know, I'll always remember being on SAS pistols and we 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 brought it all we could bring which was it's all you can all you can ask of. Yeah, the thing about the SAS pistols is we're just gonna turn this into a SAS pistols podcast. <laughs> no, because I'm moving and I'm all emotional and nostalgic and just like, ah, what has my time in DC really meant? And honestly, like karaoke is a huge part of my DC story because that is how I met a great group and call it Kismet, call it Destiny, whatever, like that. Like, the Sass Pistols people, and maybe it could just be, like, you breathe together, you bond together. And that's the thing, but I don't, like, I don't know, you were all groovy, and the people that weren't groovy, like, they kind of weeded themselves out. And yes, part of it is like begets like. If you're someone who's interested in singing in front of a room full of people when you're not a great singer, um, the other people who are like that, you're going to be like, that's my tribe. <laughs> Them's my folks. Like, yeah. <laughs> With that said, I think you're being really harsh on on yourself. And on. I think Brittany can sing and Ashley most certainly can sing. <laughs> but all the voices meshed, which – and everybody brought their part, and it felt inclusive. And that's not an easy thing to do. I think that's a very difficult thing to do. Uh, and to do it cleanly, I think that's the thing that was um, the the feeling that I got. Like uh, things vocally came easy, and exchanges came on point. It was like running a relay race, and you know that the exchanges were going to happen. I am so glad you bring that up because I was ac- I actually did relays. I was on the varsity <laughs> yeah. track team. That varsity letter it was for track, and yeah. uh, one of my events was the relay. Yeah, I think it was just because of kismet or fate or destiny, whatever you want to call it. I think it was because we got along so well just as individuals outside of this singing experience that it made us want to get together to sing outside more. Yeah. Because, like, I remember I would, like, be getting a text and just be like, hey, what are you guys doing? We're going here, and we're going to sing. And I was like, it's so much fun to sing with these people. Yes, I will travel. (laughs) I will travel to sing with you. I am deeply upset. I know I don't go loungy in most of my karaoke songs, but the Great American Songbook, motherfucker, that's my songbook, all right? (laughs) So the reason why I say New York, New York, uh, there are other New York songs that are popular too. So, and <laughs> and and it's the most played karaoke song. And I actually sang it this year, but I didn't sing it in a a huge. I sang it in the pinch basement. Uh, well, I sang other Sinatra songs this year because I try not to take the songs that are are. Uh, I just don't know. It just seems too popular, and I just feel like, ah, yeah. (laughs) Okay, so one, I just want to make a broad statement about doing karaoke with any lounge lizard song. (laughs) 
Like any Frank song, any Ella song, any Billy song, any Dean song. Um, it's really dependent on the recording you have. Like, because that's the version you know. Yeah. But, you know, these guys are old school. Every recording is different. <laughs> and so if you're one of those per people, and this is my number one advice for karaoke, just know your song. Yeah. Because then you, you know the music behind it. Um, but then sometimes if you're, if you're really familiar with just one version of that song or one specific recording yeah. to that song, and then you see it on like a karaoke with the bouncing words, yeah. like a Disney sing-along, you're just like, that's not where that goes. <laughs> oh. I'm sorry, there's a refrain here? No, wait, what? This isn't... This isn't the version in my head. Yeah. So, and that's what's also nice about karaoke and singing in general. It really does require you to be fully in the moment. And that's why I think it's so beneficial, especially in these modern times, just like, I'm just here. And as Don Hathaway says, I'm just singing this song for you. And for me. Mostly for me. But... <laughs> <laughs> I feel like all, it's weird. Performance is weird, isn't it? Because it's, I feel like it's, in, it's inherently selfish. Yeah. And I say this as a writer. Like, it's inherently selfish to be like, someone's going to want to read these. And it, it, a singer, it's the same way. It's just like, someone's going to want to hear this. <laughs> so a little bit is for me. A little bit is like, I need to get this out. Yeah. But are you a writer without readers? Are you a singer without listeners? I'm just posing a question. I don't have any answers. With that said, there's um, creative content. I think that the way that we're recording it and that the way that you generate it mm -hmm. uh, and you share it, it's an archival form, right? Mm. It's uh, the, what you write now. You look back at if I'm uh, from five years from now, for example, it's one of those things where, where it's where you were. It, if it brings you meaning, if it brings you the meaning, it's 